Welcome to Schoolyard Sports with Lane Frank Podcast. I'm the host of this podcast, Lane Frank. Today, on episode one, we will be discussing the NBA playoffs, the law, and the MLB. The NFL is starting up on Thursday, and so much more. So stay tuned to Schoolyard Sports with Lane Frank Podcast. The NFL is back on Thursday. That's absolutely insane that the NFL will be back on Thursday. I did not think that would happen this year. Did you? Um, I didn't think so at all. Still might not even come back. It will definitely start this week, but it might get canceled midseason. We'll have to see the first week goes. There's a lot of positive tests. Then obviously the season will have to get canceled or something postponed. We'll have to see. But as of now, on Thursday night football, the Chiefs versus Texans will start. Patrick Mahomes, Sean Watson, a bunch of other players. So excited to see that. And now Alvin Kamara. The New Orleans Saints, he was thinking about holding out during training camp, maybe to start of the season. He is not going to hold out now. Still has a bit of an injury, but that'll probably be okay. But he's expected to get a new contract very soon. So if you're a fantasy football owner at Alvin Kamara on your team, that's great news for you. And Alvin Kamara will be back. And if you're an NFL fan, that's also great news. Now to our games of the week, as the Chiefs and Texans will be playing on Thursday night football, as I mentioned earlier. But that'll be a big battle between Sean Watson, Patrick Mahomes. They obviously both got huge contracts. Brandon Cooks, the top target for the Houston Texans, is questionable. And that is pretty much Deshaun Watson's only target, as obviously the biggest move, maybe the biggest move of this offseason besides Tom Brady, was DeAndre Hopkins being traded to the Arizona Cardinals for absolutely nothing almost. A second-round pick in David Johnson. So I think uh, they don't have many targets now. Brandon Cooks is their only target as they trade for him. But he might not even play. We'll have to see. Travis Kelsey was questionable earlier in the week. He's not anymore. But that's good. Uh, even if he was and didn't play this, uh, this game, Patrick Mahomes has a bunch of targets like Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins. You know, Deshaun Watson does not at all. So if Brandon Cooks did not play, that would be absolutely horrible for the Texans. But the Chiefs are going to do just fine. Another game, Nuggets and Clippers. I think well, Nuggets are one of the best teams in the NBA also. Their defense is absolutely amazing, their bench. But Jamal Murray needs to erupt in this series. Uh, he needs to have a big game to get the, um, them over the hump against the Clippers. I think the Clippers are mo- one of the most talented teams in the NBA. They just need to use that talent. I mean, use uh, Kawhi Laird and Paul George both need to erupt. So if the Clippers can do that, then they can definitely beat the Nuggets in this series. The Nuggets, as of now, they need someone to step up. Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic, whoever it is, Gary Harris, whoever it might be, they need someone to get them over that hump and beat the Clippers. Let's talk about baseball now. As Fernando Tatis Jr. is still on absolute tear and probably will win MVP this season. And if he does, that would be absolutely amazing. If he won MVP this year, just his second season in the MLB. I might have messed up in a previous episode saying that ESPN was wrong for calling him maybe the future of the MLB. I don't think he'll be the greatest player of all time, but I do think he can be an amazing player and make the Hall of Fame. So for Nano Tatis Jr., he can definitely win MVP this season, or Mike Trout, whoever it might be in the AL. And Jacob DeGrom might win his third straight Cy Young this season. He had an amazing game the other day, so maybe that can set him up for the Cy Young. Do you think he'll win his third straight Cy Young? There are a couple of other pitchers who are doing well this season. Max Freed, the pitcher for the Atlanta Braves, uh, he's in contender for Cy Young, but he recently went on the, I, on the injured list, so that's uh, maybe that will hold him back from winning Cy Young this season. You Darvish, the you Darvish, the Cubs pitcher, he's also my uh, candidate for Cy Young this season, and so those are the things for Cy Young. And the craziest thing that has happened, pretty much I've seen in the past 15 years with anybody being ejected, the general manager for the Washington Nationals was ejected the other day. That has never happened before. Joe West, since there are no fans, you can hear everything. And he was in his uh, he was in his top deck, so the, I guess he was yelling at the umpire for a bad call or something. 
and then Joe West threw him out of the game. They called security to get him. So that was uh, it was really funny. I don't think that's ever happened before with the GM being ejected. So uh, that was crazy. Pete Alonso, the home run king from last season, hit two home runs the other day. The Mets, maybe they can make the playoffs, maybe they can't. Uh, but there are a bunch of other teams in that division, a bunch of other teams in the, in the NL that can maybe make the playoffs. But as of now, uh, the Mets are not in the playoffs currently. But Pete Alonso hit two home runs the other day. Hopefully he can keep up his streak. This is the home run king from last season. The next segment is top five superstars to be trained in the new future. Let's get to it. At number five, I have Victor Oladipo. After coming after coming off an amazing season, a few, a few seasons ago, getting an All-Star appearance, uh, Victor Oladipo was hurt last season, got a um, quad injury, was out for the rest of the season, came back mid this season, wasn't the same kind of player. Pacers did absolutely terrible, or not terrible in the bubble, but terrible in the playoffs because of it. So maybe Victor Oladipo will be traded this offseason. They have already fired their head coach, Nate McMillan, so maybe more things like that to come. Also, at number four, I have Vaughn Miller. So maybe a shock, but I don't think so. They drafted Bradley Chubb, who plays pretty much the same position as Vaughn Miller. I think when Bradley Chubb can develop into an ama- a, a pretty good player, um, I think they'll decide to trade Vaughn Miller. He's getting up there in age. He's not the same player. Uh, he's still an elite defender. I think any team in the NFL would like to have him. They could definitely get two first-round picks, one first-round pick, whatever the, uh, whatever for Vaughn Miller. So I think Vaughn Miller can definitely be traded in the near future. Number three, Ben Simmons. Not Joel Embiid, but Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, I think he's a better fit for the Sixers right now. Maybe not, but they could probably. I think Joel Embiid's more likely to be traded, so I have him at number one. But Ben Simmons, right now, there's possibility he could be traded, but I think Joel Embiid more, uh, is more likely to be traded. Number two, Bradley Beal. I think Bradley Beal will request a demand to trade this offseason. If not, I think the Wizards will trade him anyways. They could definitely get a top five pick, crazy trade package for Giannis Antetokounmpo. They could trade Bradley Beal, their first round pick. Bunch, maybe a bunch of other players in the first round pick. I doubt that happened, but I do expect Bradley to uh, be able to be trained in the near future. And at number one, we have Joel Embiid. The Joel Embiid, I do expect him to be traded. I think he's easier to work with than Ben Simmons, but I think the Sixers will hold on to Ben Simmons. He's higher potential. I think Joel Embiid is more likely to be traded. Let's talk about college football now. This is Oklahoma State just playing on Saturday, just two days away from most top 25 teams playing. And that, that is absolutely amazing to hear. The Big Ten and Pac-12 will still not be playing. The Big Ten, rumors that may, they might be playing October 10th. There's another vote to be held, but hopefully they'll get approved. Hopefully they can start October 10th. But Oklahoma State has decided that they need to push back their game this week to next week as they had a couple players test positive. So that, that is terrible. I mean, if you're an Oklahoma State fan, I wouldn't be very happy. And the Navy game on Monday, Navy-BYU, a lot of people thought maybe Navy could win that game. Navy definitely, uh, I didn't think Navy could win. And they got absolutely demolished 55-3. to And I think that the reason why that happened was there was a report right when the game started that Navy wasn't able to tackle or scrimmage at all during practice. I mean, that definitely had an effect. They weren't able to tackle very well. So they didn't play amazing. I think that option, the read option uh, formation did not work at all against BYU the other night. Penny Sewell. The top, projected top 10 pick in this year's NFL draft, number two prospect in most people's eyes, is um, has decided to opt out the 2020 season. Obviously, because of the Pac-12, they're not going to play until the spring, maybe January. There's no point in him playing, risking it, risking it all. So Penesuel has obviously opted out the season, preparing for the NFL draft. Let's move on to our Did You Know segment now. Did you know that Patrick Mahomes made $5.2 million off his contract last season? In a 30-second commercial in the Super Bowl, 
Yes, the Super Bowl that he played in, Super Bowl that he pre, uh, won everything, 30-second commercial in that Super Bowl was worth $5.2 million, equivalent to his contract last season. That is absolutely mind-blowing to me. Did you know that? If you did, leave that in the comment section. But that was, that was absolutely astonishing to me. Let's move on to a new segment called Build Your Fantasy, about fantasy football. Well, since a lot of people are playing fantasy football this season, and you're probably filling your laps today, it's the Thursday night football game tonight. I think one player you should definitely start is Brashad Perryman, the New York Jets wide receiver. He's a very underrated wide receiver, and I think he should step up his game this season, become an elite wide receiver. He'll probably get you at least 15 points every week, so you should definitely start him if you have him on your team. Another player to start is Aaron Jones, the Green Bay Packers running back. I know the Packers have a lot of running backs, but I, mean, uh, I think Aaron Jones will get the most touches this season. So, and he, I had him last season. He, pre, he had 20 touchdowns plus between receiving and running. So if you have him on your team, definitely start him. He'd get you at least uh, 25 points a game. So if you have him on your team, you should definitely start him. Aaron Jones is a very underrated running back, and he could get you a lot of points from fantasy football this year. Now, some players you shouldn't start. One player I think you shouldn't start is Derrick Henry, the Tennessee Titans running back. I think he had an amazing playoffs. I think he'll have a pretty good season this year, but they definitely won't run the ball that much, uh, that much this season. It's at your own risk if you start, if you have my team and start him. I think maybe you should, maybe you shouldn't, but I don't think, uh, in my opinion, I don't think you should. I think he'll, they won't run the ball as much as this season. He could probably get you at least 10 points a game, and that's not what you're looking for in a running back. Now, another play you shouldn't start is Rob Gronkowski. There's been a lot of talk about Rob Gronkowski. Uh, he's feeling great. There's also a report earlier that he wasn't feeling great at all and that the Tampa Heat was getting to him. I think that can maybe affect his play. Uh, he's obviously already now not as uh, athletic and skilled as he was before, so that could definitely affect it. So uh, if you have Gronkowski on your team, definitely do not start him at all. Let's talk about something that's a pretty big topic. It's about an era being over. And if you guessed it, you guessed it correctly, the 76ers, the Philadelphia 76ers, I think their era is finally over. I mean, people thought a couple years ago that there would be the future of the NBA, next Warriors dynasty. I, the, obviously, that did not result in it. I think that, I think that window is way out of the window. They, I'll talk about how that happened, how they got into this mess, and we'll talk about trade possibilities. So let's get into it. How did the Sixers get into this mess? Two, three years ago, we were talking about the best team in the NBA for future years. They might get LeBron. And there was a lot of all upside. They got to the second round that season, and but they obviously lost in the second round. But then there were rumors of getting LeBron. They didn't get LeBron. Okay. Next season, there are many expectations. They could get to the finals, get to the Eastern Conference Finals. They get Jimmy Butler in the middle of the season. Everyone thought that would be the biggest thing for them. That would, that would be absolutely amazing for them. It was absolutely horrible for them getting Jimmy Butler. He was a great player for them, but it was just it was detrimental to the team. I mean, they had problems with Brett Brown and Jimmy Butler. So, that was, I mean, it chemistry issues on and off the court. And then they ended up losing in the second round that season also to the Toronto Raptors off the infamous Kawhi Leonard game-winning shot. Then after that season, this season, many people, I mean, Jimmy Butler got traded in that offseason to the Miami Heat. All they got was Josh Richardson, a few other picks maybe. But... That was absolutely. I don't think that was a good deal for them. And then they got Al Horford. That was a bad signing, in my opinion. I don't think they should have signed Al Horford, and they overpaid him. Obviously, that proved this season that they shouldn't have signed him. So he has has an okay season. But this season now, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons had problems all season. Joel Embiid got suspended for the like a couple games this season after a scuffle with Carly Towns. That was kind of big to them. And Joel Embiid got hurt a little bit. Ben Simmons obviously got hurt. 
and right before the bubble, Ben Simmons, or right before the hiatus, Ben Simmons got injured, and that was terrible for them. But then, right, the bubble comes. There are no injuries. Usually, during every the play, whenever the Sixers enter the playoffs, like the first season, it was Joel Embiid hurt. The season before, like the season after that, it was Ben Simmons hurt. This season, it was nobody hurt at all. They're all rested. Everything was good. People maybe expected to make the Eastern Conference Finals, I mean, maybe, but they weren't even close to that. This season wasn't terrible for the Philadelphia 76ers, but it wasn't great. They did okay in the in the seeding games, but then the playoffs come in the first round. The playoffs, they lose to the Celtics. They lose to the uh, uh, the Boston Celtics, and that's the worst season they've had in the past three seasons. As many people thought in 2018, by this time they would be winning the NBA Finals. No, no, no. The, the 76ers definitely, uh, they fired their coach this uh, past week. 76ers, I do expect them to trade Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid. I think what they could get for Joel Embiid, maybe Zach Levine, Laurie Markkinen, Kobe White in a first-round pick, maybe a top-five pick. I mean, we'll just have to see, but I think if they trade either of those guys, they can get big deals. They could trade Joel Embiid to the Warriors. They could trade Ben Simmons to the Warriors. That's any good paint player. But that's pretty much what happened to the 76ers. Looks an arrow over. I mean, that dynasty, expected dynasty, will not come to fruition now. Let's talk about some hot topics in the NFL. There's obviously, there's been a lot of things going on in the NFL this week. One of them, Josh McCown, a 41-year-old quarterback, he retired last season, came out of retirement to be quarterback, for, be backup quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. He's now emergency quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. He's being paid twelve thousand uh, dollars to be living in Texas and on the practice squad. So he's an emergency quarterback for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. He's, I think he's the fourth string behind Nate Sudfeld, a couple other guys. So he'll be the emergency quarterback for them if they need him. Another thing is, Adrian Peterson was caught by the Washington Football Team last week. That's the second running back they've cut this offseason. Darius Geis and and Adrian Pearson have both been cut this offseason. I think they'll find a new running back. But Adrian Pearson is finding a new home in Detroit with the Lions. The Lions have now a bunch of running backs with Kerryon Johnson and DeAndre Swift. I think uh, Adrian Pearson can mentor De- uh, DeAndre Swift, turn him into an elite running back. And maybe that's one reason they signed him to mentor some of the guys. We'll have to see them. Leonard Fournette was cut by the Jaguars last week. Also, they said the Jaguars, they said they had to come. They couldn't get a fifth. They couldn't get a sixth-round pick for him. I don't know why they couldn't get that. Leonard Fournette is absolutely an elite player, and the Buccaneers have officially picked him up. And Bruce Arians has said he will not be the starter. Ronald Jones will still be the starter. But I think I think after week one, they'll definitely want to make Leonard Fournette their starter. So that's good for, news for Leonard Fournette flying a new home in Tampa. It's not too far from Jacksonville, so he didn't have to move that far. So Leonard Fournette will be with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady now. Mitchell Trubisky has officially been announced a starter for the Chicago Bears this season. If they were just going to make Mitchell Trubisky the starter, I don't know why they went out and got Nick Foles, paying him $21 million a year because that's his contract. If they were just going to get backup quarterback, they should have gone Cam Newton, spend like $3 million on him, James Winston. They shouldn't have gotten Nick Foles if they were going to make Mitchell Trubisky their start again. I know a lot of Bears fans are very upset about that. I think maybe midseason they could switch to Nick Foles again, or Nick Foles will have to see. But as of now, Mitchell Trubisky is the official start uh, starter to start the season uh, with the Chicago Bears. Another move for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is Josh Rosen, as he was cut by the Dolphins the other day, has officially been picked up to be on the practice squad for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I think Tom Brady is absolutely the perfect mentor for Josh Rosen if he will mentor him. 
I think Josh Rosen, I think that's what he needs exactly. He can, uh, if once Tom Brady retires, he can maybe be a successor in Tampa. I doubt that. But if that does happen, Josh Rosen, I hope he can get his career uh, back on again. We'll have to see. But Josh Rosen is on Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, practice squad right now. DeAndre Hopkins got his deal the other day for $65 million. That's a great deal for him. As The, uh, the only reason he got traded from the Texans was that he wanted a uh, big deal from them. They obviously didn't have the salary cap to pay him, so they traded him to the uh, Arizona Cardinals. So yeah, that goes with him and Kyler Murray. Hopefully it will go well. And that's pretty much it for the hot topics in the NFL this week. Now let's do a new thing. It's pretty much this or that, or would I rather have. Would I rather have Julio Jones or Aaron Donald on my team? I'd rather have Julio Jones on my team. Here's why. Aaron Donald, I think he's, he's not getting up in age a little bit, but I think defensive players, def- um, defensive tackles especially, they kind of burn out later in their career. I don't expect him to be the dominant force he is right now, three years down the line. Meanwhile, Julio Jones is still an elite pass catcher, elite receiver. I'd rather have Julio Jones on my team because of the higher ceiling. Lamar Jackson or Drew Brees? This is an easy one for me. Obviously, career-wise, I would rather have Drew Brees, but I would have I would rather have Lamar Jackson as of now. I don't think Lamar Jackson is an elite player yet. I think he still has to prove himself in the playoffs. Obviously, Drew Brees has done that, winning a Super Bowl. But as of now, I would rather have Lamar Jackson on my team over Drew Brees. And the last one, would I rather have Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson? This is definitely the hardest one. Career-wise, obviously, Aaron Rodgers again. But Deshaun Watson, absolutely, he lost contract the other day. One of the most elite quarterbacks in the uh, NFL, mobile quarterback. But Aaron Rodgers, just one of the most clutch players ever. Obviously, he gets hurt a lot, or he's getting hurt a little bit over these years, Aaron Rodgers. But Deshaun Watson also does. He, he's a bit injury prone. I think I would rather have, right now, I would rather have Deshaun Watson over Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers, too many, I mean, obviously the Jordan Love thing probably got to him a little bit. Deshaun Watson up on the rise. Obviously, lead scrambling quarterback, lead throw power. He's also he's also really clutch, like Aaron, uh, Aaron Rodgers. So I'd rather have Deshaun Watson over Aaron Rodgers. Who would you rather have Deshaun Watson and Aaron Rodgers? Leave that in the comment section. Now, the question of the day. Today's question of the day is, does college football need a players association? You answer that in the comment section down below. I do think college football needs a players association. Obviously, a lot of things will return NCAA video games. Um, obviously, players aren't uh, as much restrictions as they have now. They, they can do whatever. They can have sponsorship deals, whatever. So I think the college football does need a players association. I doubt the NCAA would ever permit that. Leave your answer in the comment section down below. And thank you for tuning in today's Schoolyard Sports Lane Frank podcast. That's about it for today. Stay tuned for the next episode. Mm-hmm.